everyone. This is Alan Schimmel, DevOps.com, and you're listening to another DevOps Chat. Happy to be joined today on DevOps Chat by Derek Langone, CEO of Zibia Labs. Hey, Derek, how are you? Alan, I'm excellent. Thanks very much for having me today. Thank you. Just a heads up to our audience. I was, I've been working on this for a long time. Derek's agreed to be sort of a regular guest here on DevOps Chat, and we're looking forward to hearing from him, oh, maybe once a month or so on topics that are of interest to hopefully our whole audience so you know they'll be around DevOps and and related technologies. So this is the first one we're doing, and we were going to talk today a little bit about cloud and and whether you're already a cloud customer or new to the cloud. How can DevOps and related technologies help you? But before we do, Derek, in case there's anyone out there who maybe is not familiar with Zibia Labs, you want to give them a real quick kind of, you know, pitch on on Zibia Labs and what you guys are doing. Sure. Here's the 30-second commercial. So Zibia Labs is uh, entirely focused on enterprise DevOps. We provide a software platform for uh, large enterprises that encompasses three primary components. Release orchestration, so basically create your pipelines in our technology that are templated, repeatable, standardized. Use our automated deployment engine, which is a model-based agentless engine. And then lastly, uh, we have a machine learning and and AI-oriented reporting engine that collects all the data associated with your journey from development to production. It allows you to report on that for things like uh, compliance purposes, regulatory purposes, security, and just the good old-fashioned scorecard. Am I going faster? Is my quality up? Are my customers happier? Couldn't ask for more than that in 30 seconds, Derek. Thanks. So here's the deal. We, we're approaching, I think, this year uh, a threshold in cloud adoption where it's something like 50% of enterprises will have significant infrastructure in the cloud, not just a toe in the water or a, a R&D project, but, but significant infrastructure in the cloud. And and that that's big, right, Derek? That means half of all enterprises have have a large investment in cloud, um, but it also means half don't, right? And that that's always the, the flip side of the coin. I want to talk today to both of these audiences, but let's first start with the half that already has, right? They've invested a lot of time, a lot of money, probably a lot of software or tools and personnel but maybe they're not getting everything they need out of their cloud deployment. How can DevOps help? Well, I mean, DevOps by principle is sort of an acceleration opportunity, right? And if you look at a cloud investment, it's a similar value proposition that, you know, you don't have the, you don't have the requirement to manage this infrastructure. You've got sort of less administrative overhead. You've just got on-demand scalable infrastructure. So that's all, oriented around speed. The, the challenges we see with our with our customers uh, that are generally large enterprises, you know, the biggest banks, insurance companies, airlines in the world represent our customer base. They're moving aggressively to the crowd, the, to the cloud, um, because it's just generally less expensive and, and certainly much less administrative overhead. But the consequence is the applications they're trying to get there are very complex and don't necessarily lend themselves to moving to the cloud very neatly. And when I, what I mean by that is, 
if you use an example, like a large bank might have a money transfer application core to every business that's a, that's a big financial institution. That application lives in many places. The backend horsepower may be a mainframe. There's referential databases that do some validation every time there's a query. You've got distributed architecture, maybe containerized front end that gives you your mobile banking access and things like that. Moving all of that to the cloud is not simple. It really requires an incredible amount of orchestration, some very sophisticated deployment functionality. And we see most of our customers, when we get engaged, them trying to do that with either the simple tools that come with the cloud platform providers, you know, the out of the box Amazon or Azure uh, tool portfolio, or in most cases, just good old fashioned using extremely talented, valuable developers to write tons of scripts to try to move these components around and shift them to the cloud. Neither of those um, initiatives are generally successful. Yep. And and, and you, I think you just hit it, Derek. Those are the two ends of the dumbbell, if you will, right? One one is to use the, 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 the vanilla tools that the cloud providers give you. And and, you know, not to bang anyone, but AWS is, is notorious for this, right? Give you, you know, 60% of the functionality at a really low, low price of some of the best of breed tools, but it comes bundled. Or you, you go the other way, right? Just totally customize the heck out of things, which is not scalable usually, nor repeatable. No, it's not. That's the challenge. And just to hit those two ends of the dumbbell, as you said, you know, the tools that come with the cloud providers, I mean, look, they're they're sort of minimalistic by nature because it's not the core business that they're trying to provide. They're infrastructure providers. They're really not, uh, you know, deployment technologists, right? So um, they're going to give you a little bit to get some basic applications there, but, you know, anything complex is really going to fall down. And then, like you said, the other side of it is, you know, in the more traditional approach is just using your engineering assets to write a ton of scripts, to provision infrastructure, to, you know, migrate applications, to request instances. You know, it's just a, an incredible amount of plumbing code that gets written that is super low value and basically comes at the expense of much higher value activities that those engineers could be participating in. Things like, you know, building new features and fixing bugs and just basically delivering more customer value. Yeah. And, and with that approach, Derek, to me, it's always been, well, what happens next month when I have to do this again? I'm going to rewrite all the scripts, re, we waste all that time. It, it just doesn't make sense. But here's you hit on this when you with your opening. The reality is, is that most of these organizations who may already have significant infrastructure in the cloud are not totally in the public cloud, certainly. They still do have mainframes. They have stuff in the in the closet. They have stuff in the data center. They're living in a hybrid world, right, Derek? And so, what they what for whatever reason, and I've heard this from numerous, they hate the idea of using one tool for their clouds, you know, public cloud stuff, one tool for their on-prem stuff, one tool for their private cloud. They want one throat to choke. Right. They want one tool. Is well, I think they want one platform that can kind of account for the migration and IT landscape that they're going through. Right. Yep. So and that's that's sort of what we've tried to build at Zebia Labs. We we work with the legacy infrastructure and give you velocity, repeatability, standardization for your mainframe deployments in the exact same way. 
that we will accelerate your journey to containers and leveraging Kubernetes and Docker, uh, as well as you know getting onto what is generally hybrid cloud infrastructure. We definitely see large organizations leveraging things like Amazon, but more in most cases, they've got some combination of a, of a data center cloud that they've got under their own control, uh, as well as you know the sort of um, less less mission critical applications or the things that don't represent the family jewels, if you will, in in true public uh, cloud infrastructure. But and and when I talk to CIOs in these organizations about you know their aggressive shift to the cloud, you know they look at me and say, look, we're moving to the cloud with a lot of new development and some of the 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 less mission critical applications, but the five apps that we run the bank on are gonna be running on mainframes five years from now. That's not changing. You know, we can't break them up into microservices. They don't lend themselves to refactoring. You know, we're gonna to continue to just add, you know, additional workload front ends, but for the most part, they're gonna stay intact. Yeah. And that just represents, I think, the reality in enterprises. And and that is that that is dead on the reality. And I just want to you know make sure we're talking about it. tools like Zibia actually give these organizations the ability to use one platform across these multiple infrastructures. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't want to just plug our platform because no, no, there's, 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 there's others out there. But at the end of the day, yes, I mean, what we've tried to do is basically build a technology that can accommodate the, the mission critical requirements of a large enterprise. So not only have we baked in the ability to, you know, deploy any any technology from any uh, starting point to any destination, including, you know, public cloud, private cloud, hybrid containers, you name it, right? We've also baked in all of the things that enterprises need to account for, like the compliance steps, the security steps, the 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 who did what and when to the software reporting, so that all of these sort of standards are met if you're migrating to infrastructure that's off of your own premises. None of those business requirements go away. In fact, in most cases, they get a little bit more stringent as the security teams start to understand that if you're going to move application uh, applications outside of the firewall of the organization, then we need to put even more, you know, validation steps and security procedures in place. And again, if you're doing this manually with engineers, they need to script for all of that activity and maintain it every time there's a slight change in the application. It just becomes 50% of an engineer's day, you know, managing these scripts that were built to move applications around when they could be using that 50% of their day to do things that are much, much more interesting for them and, and much more valuable to the organization. Sure. I mean, and again, not we're not tooting Zibia's horn here, but you know what, Derek, from a, from a manager, executive point of view, maybe listening to this, knowing that there are tools like that, that, that will allow them to, to, you know, go across these different infrastructures single platform is important. I mean, that's because yeah, I mean, that was always exactly. one of the big inhibitors. No, you're absolutely right. And look, what we've tried to build into our platform is this templated approach. We have a model-based architecture. It's agentless. So you create templates and every single application that you have to move uh, from development to production follows one of maybe three or four templates. And we're talking, you know, three or four templates account for 500 different applications. Whereas the alternative is, 
you're basically hand scripting 500 different paths to production. So it's a, it's much easier to maintain. It's centralized. It's controlled. There's reporting. There's visibility. There's sort of all of the things that you need to be able to score your process from my, for migrating applications, whether it be to the cloud, to containers, or just frankly to a, an existing data center. So that's that's really an important consideration. The other piece to consider, and, and again, a place where we've placed where we've put a lot of focus in our platform, is leveraging what you're already doing already. What you're doing already. So we we are a part of the process, but you've got provisioning tools like Puppet and Chef. You've got service ticketing like ServiceNow or Jira. You know Jenkins on the CI side. A lot of technologies are required to move applications from one destination to the next. So we integrate with all of that infrastructure that's already running uh, right out of the box. And we basically allow you to pick best of breed components so that you're not locked into one specific vendor. And that's been a lot of the feedback that we get from our particularly big financial services customers. They like the fact that if they want to switch cloud providers on the fly and move from Amazon to Rackspace or from Rackspace to Azure, they can do that with changing one configuration file in our product rather than having to re-script everything from scratch to, to reach a new destination. So it really comes down to if you you, you avoid vendor lock-in, but when you want to make a pivot, that pivot in our technology and our platform takes five minutes versus months of scripting. Months, yeah, exactly. So Derek, let's 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 make our own pivot. Let's talk about the other 50% of companies that that aren't you know, move, moving major infrastructure to the cloud or, you know, big parts of their infrastructure to the cloud. Let's first of all say, should they? Should they feel they're getting left behind? Is is it fatal to their business? What's your feeling? You know, I think every IT organization makes choices that that line up to the business objectives of their firm. Um, I, you know, I, don't, I wouldn't say that the shift to cloud is mandatory. There's certainly a strong value proposition associated with it. It's very, very expensive to keep uh, technology infrastructure fresh. That's always been the issue. You can build the data center, but then, you know, 18 months later, the, all, all the technology in there is sort of out of rev, right? Yep. So you, you're forced to sort of buy it over and over and over again versus, you know, the cloud providers. Uh, you're certainly paying the rental fee and that rental fee can be steep, but you've always got sort of state of the art infrastructure to work against. And that's just a very compelling argument. The other piece is the administrative uh, element goes away. So there's uh, less people required to maintain it because it's getting maintained for you. Um, but, you know, the, the, the majority of our customers are moving to the cloud, but but for specific reasons and with specific applications, right? They're not just wholesale lifting their their uh, their entire application portfolio to the cloud because it's just not practical. So in the cases of of customers that are still you know on premise, and that's still the majority of large enterprises. You know, I, I am not at all a cloud denier. People are moving there and moving there aggressively. But when you look at uh, you know, large enterprises, I think your number was 50% are using it, 50% or not. I mean, my on the ground sort of feeling is it's less than 50% that are aggressively using the cloud for, for many different reasons, not the least of which are just security concerns that still, you know, sort of haunt these large organizations. Uh, but the fact is, anywhere your applications reside, Right now, DevOps is a good investment. Being able to, to increase the velocity at which you can build technology and deliver value through software to your end users is sort of a, a fundamental uh, 
requirement nowadays in order to stay competitive in your own given space. So we help, you know, with velocity, like I said earlier, on mainframes, distributed technology, legacy systems, you know, building a repeatable standardized uh, release and deployment process with all the reporting that you'd expect to be able to identify where you've got areas of friction that can be remedied. So we we sort of approach uh, with the same uh, the same uh, I guess our, our approach is the exact same, whether it's a, a legacy application or, or a nimble mm -hmm. application that's being written in containers to run in cloud infrastructure. The, the templates are the same. The mechanics of how you release and deploy the, those applications is the exact same. So the beauty of our platform becomes anybody can use it. It's understood. It's centrally managed and it scales infinitely versus, you know, writing code, which just is difficult and, and, and impossible to maintain over time. Sure. So, Derek, you brought an interesting point up, though, and it was one that I wanted to hit on. And that is, look, for those who are just moving to cloud, right, there's a choice to be made. Do I do I take my inherited legacy, not so much infrastructure, infrastructure as much as my my legacy stack and just port this existing stuff to the cloud or do I really just bite the bullet in greenfield right like I my stuff hasn't been built on containers maybe maybe it wasn't even built on hypervisors and virtualization who knows but you know what if I'm going to move to the cloud the heck with it I might as well containerize and take advantage of microservices and all of this and but my goodness that's such a major you know, throwing out babies with bathwater potential. What, what's your advice to companies, you know, faced with, do I just kind of port my existing kind of architecture or do I, do I go for broke in more ways than one and, and uh, adopt the new stuff? Yeah, I'll tell you, in my experience, and I wouldn't want to give advice because every company sort of has to line up against their business objectives. But what I will tell you that, I, that what we see most often is people threading the needle, right? Basically, taking these these monolithic applications and starting to build components of those applications, you know, in containers on sort of more nimble infrastructure. You know, a good example is I, I mentioned earlier, like a money transfer app, right? That's a legacy application that's been running in a big bank for 25 years. The horse power on the back end and does all the compute computations is is still you know a couple of IBM mainframes strung together but you've got referential databases that are living in distributed architecture maybe on site maybe off site in the cloud somewhere you've got you know containerized and, and mobile centric front end so you could do your mobile banking your web banking things like that so that application lives in a lot of different places and you can with some small investment in more nimble um, development platforms and infrastructure on the front end really energize and give new life to these legacy applications. So there isn't a, a need to move the entire thing to the cloud. You can move components of it to the cloud. But again, when you do that, you get you get the benefit of the, the, the faster architecture and, and the ability to deliver value through your software uh, more frequently for your end users. But the consequence is, you know, getting those components to the cloud becomes really complex. And that's where our technology really lends a hand, where we understand those complexities. We've accounted for them already. We do this sort of every day for the biggest banks in the world. Uh, so you can take advantage of, of not having to sort of reinvent the wheel and still get the benefit of, uh, of the velocity that you're looking for um, and the flexibility you're looking for in these applications that need to live on. 
Yep. You know what, Derek? That was one of the best examples of hybrid cloud that I've heard. I think for too many people, they think of hybrid cloud. They say, well, this application lives in the cloud. This application lives on my mainframe. This application lives in a data center. My payroll system is here. My HR system is there. But that's that's not really hybrid cloud. Hybrid cloud is we have one application that different elements and components of it live in this hybrid world, right? And yeah, I think there's a mis- there's a misunderstanding that you're either in the cloud or you're not, right? The fact is, I think that in most cases, uh, the, in most of our clients, you sort of got one leg in both places. Yeah, you've got at the same time. You know, I'm somewhat in the cloud, I'm, and and they make sort of decisions relative to. Where can I get the biggest bang for my buck? Some of this application needs to be in the cloud for you know a bunch of reasons, so let's do it. And then you know we're just not going to forklift up our our mainframe apps and dump them on AWS. It's just it's it's cost ineffective to try to do that. We'd have to refactor them like crazy. So um, yeah, and yeah. I, and I don't think that that trend is going to change, right? I mean, no. there's certainly a bunch of greenfield development that's going on, containerized apps, microservices, you know, just just cloud-centric development, and that's great. Uh, but that represents generally less than 10% of of the the application portfolio in a large organization. You know, the fact is that 90% of the apps have have been around for five years or longer, and uh, and those apps are critical to the business. And they, you know, over time will migrate to the cloud and be refactored and rewritten. But um, it's just too big of an endeavor for any large company to take a thousand application portfolio and say, hey, this year we're going to rewrite all these for for the cloud. I mean, no. I don't know anybody that's doing that. No, I would hope not. Hey, Derek, I, I think I told you when we before we started, the time goes really quick here. We're at oh, maybe 25 minutes now. We were supposed to be 15. So we could probably talk about this all day, but we'll continue the conversation on our next, our next visit with you. Um, but, hey, this was great. Derek Langone, CEO, uh, Zibia Labs, thanks for being our guest on DevOps chat today, and we hope to see have you back real soon here. Thanks, Alan. Talk to you soon. All right. This is Alan Schimmel for DevOps.com. We'll see you soon on another DevOps chat.